Okay. <clears throat> so we are excited to be here today. <clears throat> Sorry about that. We are very excited to be here today and to share what, uh, you know, brought us here to Transformation Church and then what Grace Place is doing. And uh, like Pastor Nathan said, I'm Melody, and my husband Gary is here as well. Um, we also have Pastor Shaw. Um, Pastor Shaw is our worship leader, has been our worship leader at Grace Place, and uh, has been with us over the last nine years. And uh, we also have Alden. He's with us, too. He also plays the keyboard. Uh, you may have seen him here play um, during a Sunday. We also have Judy. Judy. She's uh, been with us for a lot of years, too, and uh, she has led mostly everything that we've asked her to lead. <laughs> uh, but most of all, I think she's best overnight. She's uh, working at, in our Out of the Cold program. And then Jessie as well. She's here, and uh, Jessie came to us when we really needed someone to work overnight. Uh, Pastor Nathan said, hey, I think I have somebody that can work overnight. And uh, Jessie came from Sussex, New Brunswick, right? Yeah, all the, all the way from there to um, work in the Out of the Cold program. So we're very blessed to have her. We also have many others here from Grace Place. There's Shane, and we have Irene, Carol, and I see Becky. You know, um, lots of people uh, that, has that have come into Grace Place um, also go into North Wind and also come to Transformation. So it's no wonder that we are here today so that we can all worship together. And I want to just say thank you. Uh, when we first came at the, uh, at the beginning of summer, you know, uh, it's kind of, you know, the phone call. Pastor Nathan, can we meet with you? <laughs> we want to we talk with you with, about what God is doing. And uh, he welcomed us with open arms. And when we did come to Transformation, we felt a very warm welcome, and we want to say thank you for that. Um, it's not often that a whole ministry can just kind of come in and uh, sit and, and take part and be welcomed. So we just want to say thank you for that. So I want to give a little bit of background um, of what we do at Grace Place. I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with what Grace Place does, but we are a grassroots organization that started 15 years ago. Um, my husband and I were just feeling the call to um, street ministry and to provide a place where people could come and uh, get food and we can give them clothing and we can just love them. And we also wanted to not just... Um, clothe them and feed them, but we wanted to also feed them spiritually. So we decided to plant a church uh, on Simpson Street. And so we did that. And over the years, we have managed to, you know, by the grace of God, we have managed to accomplish most of everything that we set out to do. And it, we, it wasn't all by ourselves. Um, Pastor Gary and I, we had lots of help. We had many volunteers throughout the years that has come and uh, put their hand to the work at Grace Place. And, and really, it's because of all of that that we're able to do what we're doing today. So uh, we, we offer a community meal, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 1 to 4. And uh, if you volunteer, the volunteers come at 10 o'clock. 
And so we have a volunteer base of about 70, 70 to 80 people. And uh, Pastor Shaw, um, if you're wanting to volunteer, he's the go-to guy. Um, if you know, Let him know you want to volunteer, and he can give you specifics for what we need and for the days that we need you. And on an average day, Grace Place will serve uh, 200 to 250 meals. And if it's towards the end of the month, we're upwards from 300 to sometimes 400 meals. And uh, Alden, he's the clicker. So he can probably tell you more specifically. (laughs) Um, So there have been, over the years, a lot of people that have come to Grace Place. And we have been able to serve... And so we're not just providing that, you know, comfort or even meeting that immediate need, but we're also loving them through the love of God. And I think that's why all of us are very interested about what Grace Place is doing, because I think we're all very concerned about what's going on in the city of Thunder Bay right now. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of drug activity. And I think we all know that God is the one the only one that can change that. And uh, so, you know, wanting to just do that. And I know when Pastor Nathan came to Thunder Bay, people said to him, oh, you know what? Don't go to Thunder Bay saying that you're going to fix Thunder Bay. Or what was it that that they said? Yeah. Yeah, he's already at work. So I just want to tell you, too, I'm not here to, to, um, you know, be the authority on the poor or the hungry or any of that. I just want you to know that we want to partner with, with you and transformation and what you're doing here. Uh, we have um, also um, a secretary and a bookkeeper, which is Dawn. Uh, she also works with us, which is a really good thing. Because before she was hired, we would have to run around and answer the phone and do all of that. And so she's with us. Uh, we also have seven staff that work overnight in the Out of the Cold program, and I manage that program. We are funded through the uh, Service Canada, uh, through the Reaching Homes funds. Uh, We did receive government funding for that, and we have um, service managers at Lakehead Social Planning Council, so they're the ones who hold our funds, and then they release it to us. And uh, so there's a whole big, long story about how God even enabled us to have a shelter here in the city of Thunder Bay. Um, But that's lots of stories later. (laughs) So the main reason we decided as um, a church or as Grace Place to do a shelter was because there was a handful of people that couldn't get into some of the other area shelters. And that was just due to behavior or um, it was full. And so we decided um, that we would kind of try and solve that issue. So over the, la- over the last g- six years, um, the Out of the Cold has filled a need here in the city um, to make sure or to help that nobody is out, uh, outside in the cold freezing. So that was the reason. So many times we'll get individuals that nobody else will take. And uh, so if you've worked overnight, (laughs) you'll know that it's a blessing to be there to serve the ones that nobody else wants, to serve the least. And over the last six years, uh, 
there hasn't been any weather-related uh, deaths on the streets. There have been a lot of overdoses and those kind of situations, but previous to operating out of the cold, there used to be sometimes seven, eight, nine uh, deaths on the street due to cold. So, um, maybe you know about Grace Place, but you don't really know much about me personally, so I'll just give you a little bit of a synopsis. <laughs> I'm a mom of two. Um, our son, Craig, and his wife, Elena, they live in Toronto. And uh, our son, he's an electrical engineer and is pursuing his master's in biomedical engineering and is doing research at Sick Kids Hospital. And Elena, his wife, she's a dental hygienist, and she, she's from the Ukraine. And her parents live in Kiev, And so they're just navigating around all of this war. So if you think about U Ukraine, think about her parents and say a prayer. Our daughter Adele and her husband Br Bryce live here in the city, and Adele works in the social field. She works for the Thunder Bay District Social Service Administration Board, as we all know as DSAB, and her husband is an accountant. He works at one to one accounting. And we don't have any grandchildren yet. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, Gary and I have been married for 33 years, and we've been in ministry for 22 years, reaching out to those on the streets. And myself, uh, Gary, and and Shaw, we are licensed with Global Christian Ministerial Fellowship, formerly known as Gospel Crusade of Canada. And they are just a non-denominational leadership which provides oversight to churches and ministries such as ourselves. So, so now you might be all wondering why, and you might be asking yourself, why would we stop doing church at Grace Place and come over here? to Transformation Church? Well, first of all, we've learned from the beginning not to hold on to what we do at Grace Place tightly, okay? It's not our place. It's God's place. And so learning to hold on to everything loosely can make it really easy when God asks you to let something go. And so here God was asking us to let go. And even five years ago, when we first met Nathan, my spirit jumped within me, and I knew God was up to something. And I feel that this move has been for the common good of the body of Christ. And like Pastor Shaw said, after we made the decision, it's like the cap came off. So really, it's not about us, you know, I mean... We thought about it, and we thought, well, you know, what, what's our congregation going to think? What's Pastor Nathan going to think? What are they all going to think? And we, we, we thought, well, no, you know, are we really hearing from God? And the more we tried to hang on to doing what we were doing there, the more apparent it became that we need to just let go. And so that being said, we, we really don't have, we don't really have a plan or a motive, <laughs> But we're just here, and we're very blessed to be here. We're blessed to just get in with the fellowship and uh, just be a part of what's going on here. And, and then also be a part of, 
um, other ministries that are here, Northwind and, and what they're doing here. And, and Grace Place, we, we're just so very busy and involved with what we do there. We really don't want to reinvent the wheel. And so um, even with Northwind, they have lots of Bible studies. We, we don't offer Bible studies at Grace Place. We, we just give them the information to go to Northwind, and, and we all kind of work together. So that's really our plan, is to just really um, work together and to be one big, strong, powerful machine for God. Because I, I just really feel that's what he, he wants you know, it's not about me, it's not about you, but it's about all of us together, working together. And what a relief to know that um, Faith Chapel was already called here as well, too. And, and to know that we're not the only ones wanting to come here. And then also, hopefully, all the bugs will be worked out before we get here. <laughs> Because, you know, it's not always easy amalgamating <laughs> fellowships. But personally speaking, um, the last time that we had communion, God really brought back to me, he brought back to my mind a time from my childhood. There, there was a, a, lot of, a lot of blessing that came from that moment. And, and being here is kind of like a real um, moment of full circle for me personally. And I'll, I'll explain. Uh, my parents, when when I was a child, we didn't. They weren't saved, or they. I don't know if they are saved or were saved. Both of them have passed away, but I I don't know if they knew Jesus. And when we were kids, we didn't go to church. But my aunt, she went to church, and so she had a couple of women pick me up and my sisters for church, and so they would uh, bring us to Faith Chapel. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> They'd bring us there, and I, I remember accepting Jesus in my heart, but I, I'm not really sure how old I was because I, all I remember is I couldn't spell my last name. And they were asking me, they were writing my name on the, <laughs> on the sheet. And, um, you know, to my defense, my last name, my maiden name was, you know, 12 letters long. So, you know, I could have been in grade five. I didn't know. <laughs> Um, so just long story short, it just felt really surreal when we were doing communion and it just kind of hit me. God brought to mind, wow, you know, you're kind of back to where you started and, and what a blessing that was. And also, I don't know, it must've been about five or seven years ago. I had a phone call to Grace Place and it was a sweet little old lady on the phone. And um, <clears throat> she said to me, you know, me and my friend used to pick a melody up for church. And uh, I only know one melody. Is that you? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, yes, what a conversation that was. And um, <clears throat> the other lady that accompanied her, she had passed away. But we were just talking about, wow, you picked me up for church, and now look what's happening. <laughs> And she also had some uh, some knitting and some crocheting. So she asked me if I could go pick it up for her. So I went and I did meet her. I don't remember her name. If you get to know me, you'll know that I'm really bad with names. And I lose keys. 
okay? <laughs> and my phone, my cell phone. Yeah, so um, it was great to actually meet her. And then I, I just want to encourage anyone here that if you feel like, you know, you want to be picking up kids for church, then do it. You know, because you're, you're sowing the seeds of love. You're sowing the seeds of salvation. You're sowing all of those things into their lives. And one day they may come and thank you. So there's many stories about how Grace Place began. But I want to share what God did in my heart about 28 years ago. About 28 years ago, I attended a church conference in Winnipeg called Justice and Mercy. And this was a time in my life where I was very broken. Um, my husband and I, our, our eldest son, Douglas, had passed away. Um, and I know that Don and Kaya, uh, Douglas used to play with your son in the nursery. Yeah, and so it was a very hard time in our life. Um, he was two, and he just passed away in his sleep. And so I was trying to get through that. And here there were some women going to be going to a conference. And I thought, yeah, I need more of God. I need to go and be with God. And so um, that's what I did. We Actually, I drove because <laughs> we had a van. So we drove to Winnipeg. It was um, held in a, like a huge auditorium, kind of a theater and it was packed, and David Roos was playing music, and Jackie Pullinger, she was there. And to tell you the truth, I didn't really know what the theme of the conference was. It was justice and mercy, but, you know, I mean, didn't really, I didn't really know what it was about. And uh, um, the main speaker, John Wimber, um, who, he was the former, uh, the founder, actually, of the Vineyard Church. And he was there, and he talked, and... He made us all feel welcome. And then before you know it, he was talking about the poor. And he began to mention how the poor are mentioned in every book of the Bible. He talked about how the poor is so important to God. And, you know, we're not just talking physically poor, but we're also talking, um, you know, disenfranchised people. We're talking people that um, don't fit in society, people that don't belong and, and so he, he just began to talk about the poor. And the worship was very loud. And, and God got my attention because it was when we were worshiping and the worship team stopped playing that you could hear a pin drop. Nobody moved. And then the worship leader began to sing, Jesus loves me. Well, I lost it because I used to sing Jesus Loves Me to my son Douglas every night before bed. Well, I could hear this wailing and this crying. It was quiet, and it's like, well, who's crying? Who's wailing? It was me. I was wailing. I was crying. And God took out of me all the pain and the hurt that I had been feeling and I knew at that moment, I mean, I knew God existed. <laughs> but I knew he was really speaking to me. And so as the conference continued to go on, I was a mess. 
<laughs> I was a mess. And then John Wimber, he, he made an invitation at the end. He said, so if anybody wants the heart for the poor, come on up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> well, I made it about halfway to the stage, and uh, I started, God started to just stir in my heart, and I, I just started to feel this pain, like the pain that he feels for those that are on the streets, the pain that he feels for the lost. He started to show me that pain, and I was, a, I was just feeling that. And I got to the stage. John prayed for me, and I was just so overwhelmed by the pain that Jesus feels, that God feels for the lost. And, I, and it also was very apparent that he only let me feel a teeny, tiny amount of that. And that if he were to give, show me his full heart for the poor and the lost, it would have killed me. It was so painful. And as I left that conference and went home, well, it continued for weeks. Um, it just it didn't, didn't leave me. And to tell you the truth, Grace Place is because God did something in my heart. Now, God didn't just do something in my heart. He's done something in the, all the hearts of the volunteers that come to Grace Place. They catch it. They catch the vision. They catch what God's doing. And then God begins to work in our hearts. So after the conference, um, we kind of didn't do anything for 10 years. (laughs) 10 whole years we prayed, God, what is it you want us to do? God, what, you know, this, that. And we did a few things. We did some tire kicking. We went around and we're like, you know, is it this, is it that? And and it wasn't. And, And we kept asking God and, you know, I was getting kind of frustrated and, of course, asked my husband. I was getting very frustrated. What are we going to do, you know? What are we going to do? And he says, we're waiting. And I'm like, okay, we're waiting. And then um, over the years, um, as we have ministered to individuals just like on the streets or sometimes we would go to Dairy Queen and we'd have Bible studies with them. And uh, we do things with people, go for coffee. God would kind of just wake me up. And he'd tell me things, you know, he'd wake me up and say, so-and-so passed away. And okay, I'd roll over and I'd go back to bed. And in the morning, I'd get a phone call and that person passed away. So over time, I've learned to listen to God's voice. So one night, he woke me up and he said, your church is at 227, no, sorry, two, yeah, 227, 227 Simpson Street. And I thought, okay, and I went back to sleep. And then I woke up, and then I told Gary, I said, is that even a thing? (laughs) He goes, I don't know. So we Googled it, and it was the Adnac Hotel. And we're like, okay, well, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) So away we went, 
We went down to the Adnac, and the Adnac had the, the bar closed. And it was closed for quite a while. So we thought, oh, well, maybe we can rent the bar. <laughs> when, when, when God speaks, you kind of do these kind of funny things. And so we went there, and uh, we asked, do you have a place to rent here? And they said, no. <laughs> and we were like, okay, how about the bar? I mean, I see it's closed. Oh, we just finished renovating it. We're opening on it on Saturday. And I'm like, okay. Well, are you sure you don't have some kind of room? I'm thinking a boardroom, something? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So we're thinking at this point, they probably think we're crazy, right? So um, we left the Adnac, and I said, Lord, what did you mean? You know, what are we doing? And then I looked over, and Grace Place was right there, and it said for rent. It wasn't even Grace Place. It was rent to own. Um, but that place was for rent. And so that's how we started at Grace Place. We had $24 in the bank for Grace Place. <laughs> and we just started with that. And uh, God did the rest. And there are lots of stories about what God did. Um, I have one more thing that I want to share. And I, I think this is important. A lot of this stuff I don't really share too often. But I think that since we've come here to transformation, a lot of things have just begun to get stirred up. And I don't do a whole lot of thinking about what God is saying. I, I hear what he says, and then I'm like, okay, and then I go on with what I'm doing. And it's really up to him to line up all the moons and the stars, right? It's really up to him to figure it all out. And so a lot of this stuff, you can't even, you can't even figure out. <laughs> um, I just want to share a dream with you that I had at Grace Place, uh, about Grace Place. And I may, may have shared this with our team before. Um, this dream that I had, it was before Pastor Nathan came. Um, and so in my dream, I was sitting in the front window at Grace Place, okay, and um, does everybody remember little Annie? Do you remember little Annie? Yeah. Little Annie um, was a, a, an older Aboriginal lady, and she would go around, and she would help everybody. And she'd pick this up for somebody and pick that up, and she'd go give it to them, and she just would be doing all this stuff all the time. And so we were kind of like of the same heart. So in my dream, little Annie was on my, on my lap, and we were rocking in the rocking chair. And she's going, look, Melody, look. And I'm like, oh, wow, Annie. And what we were seeing were people that we had ministered to, but they were like different people. Like they had suits on and like, you know, they were dressed well and they had groceries and they were getting into their cars and they're driving away. And we're like, wow, Annie, that's awesome. And then there was a knock on the door. And so I answered the front door, and the guy outside goes, Hey, what are you doing with all these? What do you want to do with all these chains? I says, What do you mean? He goes, All these chains, they fell off. There's so many of them. And I thought, Oh my gosh, there's so many chains, they've fallen off. Who's going to help us with these chains? And then the scene changed, and guess what? It was Gene Howard. <laughs> 
And he stood up and he said, we'll help you with those chains. And it was, it was like he was representing the city of Thunder Bay's pastors, the churches. And, and he, you know, so it's not like Gene's going to, you know, do it all single-handedly. But I really believe that he was representing the city churches and all the pastors. So I think that's relevant for what God's doing. Because I know it's his heart for what he wants to do, you know, what he, what he wants God to do in the city of Thunder Bay. So I wanted to share that with you. God is up to something, right? And I, I want to share this scripture with you, and I shared it during the prayer this morning. Um, I know that the city of Thunder Bay is going through a lot of things, but I know God is bigger. God is bigger because he, he sent his son, right? He sent his son to bring freedom, to bring, um, you know, f- everything that we need. He's come to set us free. So although our city looks in rough shape, I just want to read this scripture, a little bit of encouragement from Isaiah 54. 11 to 17. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazur. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you, and you will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flames and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it's I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon formed against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. You see, he has the last say. God has the last say. So be encouraged. God's up to something. And all we need to do is just kind of... Get in with God and just ride what he's doing. Amen? Amen. And I just want to again say thank you, Pastor Nathan, for having us here. Be, you know, and, and the whole congregation just uh, welcoming us here. And um, we look forward to what God wants to do here. Amen. We're going to do uh, communion together in a minute, um, but I just want to share, I uh, was thinking about it this morning in prayer, and then again while Melody was sharing that a lot of times we pray to see God do things, and 